Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes pass through a spooky mist and have entered the land of Barovia. Reginald conversed with a skeletal hero, Quinny talked not Pete out of stealing the skeleton's soul tooth, and once the heroes moved on, Alan claimed the tooth for herself. Are the dum-dums truly becoming murder hobos? Find out next on Dum-Dums and Dragons. You have been following the pathway um, now for for uh, some time, but sure enough, uh, it would seem Hachiro pointed you in the right direction. Um, as you uh, make your way um, sort of uh, further, seemingly into the woods, um, but uh, you do come across an actual uh, path that seems to have been sort of well-trod. Um uh, you can occasionally hear the flutter of bat wings uh, in the woods around you, but they don't seem to approach um, as you make your way on foot uh, kind of along this path. Eventually, um, as kind of the woods begin to thin, um, in the distance you can see a massive uh, gray wall. Um, it's uh, At the center is a huge gate um, flanked by uh, just absolutely massive um, stone statues um, of uh, what seemed to be um, two uh, warriors in armor, uh, both of which are missing their heads. Uh, and we're talking like, you know, three-story tall statues. Um, beyond that, um, you can see um, sort of, uh, there are some uh, craggy mountain peaks uh, in the distance um, and uh over sort of um, in uh, above uh, these gates in the distance, uh, you can see a massive uh, castle, which you take to be Castle Ravenloft, uh, sort of gazing down um, on uh, this, the, the town below. Um, so there is uh, a bit of a chasm um, between um, you and uh, the gates, uh, and there is a, a massive uh, old drawbridge um, that is currently up, um, but it seemingly can span uh, the gap. Uh, you can also see um, lining the wall, so kind of two massive statues, long gray wall, central gate, um, the uh, drawbridge is up. Um, you can see um, there are sort of uh, columns built into the outside of the uh, the wall um, that are topped by gargoyles. 
which seem to kind of uh, leer down at you from a distance. Um, yes, what do you do? Do we see any people? Uh, not along the wall um, or kind of milling about. Okay. So I'm, 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 I'm thinking about the people that um, Jin Pai had mentioned, um, but we don't, we don't see any of them. No, you get the sense that like the town is beyond the the gate, so there are likely people there. Okay, but um, there's also like no one manning the gate. There's no one manning like the that. gate. Uh, also, perhaps um, worthy of note, there's no one um, on the wall um, standing watch that you can see. Okay. Uh, cool. So, uh, not Pete uh, is going to use uh, detect magic mm-hmm. on the gates uh, before attempting any kind of like lock picking or even just to like touch it to see if it opens up. Sure. So you're um, you're currently on the uh, the drawbridge is up on the far side of the chasm. So you can do you can look from a distance, um, but you actually can't approach the gates right now uh, okay. because there is because uh, there's like a moat between us. Um, it, right. it, it's uh, it, so what you realize as you kind of come up to the edge of this is, um, and you you can sort of feel this in the burning of your muscles as you are walking. Um, but you've been walking up an incline, and it would seem that you're entering a more mountainous region um, of Barovia. Um, the chasm is literally looking down. There's kind of jagged rock face all the way down. And then there's, um, a, a running stream, um, like very, like a, a, a good drop down from where you are that seems to lead further on. But if you were to venture a guess, um, there's likely some seismic activity here at some point that, um, sort of split the earth, um, and mm. has created a very convenient, um, sort of natural defense for Barovia. Mm. Reminds me of when I visited my brother at the Vale. <laughs> Shit got tectonic here. May he rest in peace. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. It's just not Pete kind of just like, just quietly is like, you know. <laughs> um, sorry, I thought I had something, but I don't. <laughs> All good. Go King! Uh, he just uh, cheers you from the back. Yeah, so it's okay. I literally, I literally had a thought of just like, oh, gargoyles. We just encountered no different show. <laughs> um, you do have Actually, bad memories of gargoyles. Say, that's a really good point, Alan. Um, do these look like the gargoyles we encountered on the airship? Oh, buddy, do they ever? <gasps> Fuck! Damn. Good, good call, Laura. <laughs> Shit. Um. So I didn't encounter them. Yeah, Laura didn't encounter them, and neither Juniper did Reginald. Did. <laughs> well, Laura did though. <laughs> like, ah, yes. I did. Come back to us, Alan Laura. Come not. back. <laughs> um, I was going to give you that as a Quinny, like, hey, Quinny, <laughs> look at those gargoyles for a second. Uh, yeah, because Quinny's just fixated on um, that Merle Street. Yeah, um, I think yeah, that does come come to him, um, and uh, uh, and he says to. Everyone, no one else was on the airship. He says, uh, those gargoyles look exactly like the ones that attacked our airship, killed a lot of our crew. They were part of Merle Streep's crew. And not Peter Baelish, you would know Merle Streep as one of the like most famous, infamous thieves, like at all time. She just constantly winning the Thiefy Award for best thief kind of thing every year. Couldn't fucking just, sweeping the whole ceremony. And it's just like, you'd think one year they'd give it to someone else just to be like, okay, you've already, you know, we, you, 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 like take a rest, but no. 
because you always deserved it. So famous, yeah. so infamous. Uh, and then incidentally, I win it and yep. die. And then she's still bent out of shape about it, apparently. <laughs> but that's that's just moral. That's just moral, though. You know, like, that's just how it is. Yeah, um, to Quinny's surprise, um, uh, Merle led an attack on uh, McSquiggly, the uh, Dum Dum's airship. Um, and uh, it seemed very out of character because, you know, she, uh, even though she always had beef with um, uh, Alan's sister Bryn, uh, it seemed to be a professional rivalry piece uh, until she lost the thiefy to Quinny. Um, and uh, yeah, murdering a bunch of people in cold blood wasn't exactly her shtick. So Quinny had noted that as as uh, a, a disturbing. Yeah. Um, she she wasn't there in person though. She did send a like a morphing changeling operative it was confirmed uh i oh, believe later that uh, she, she was she led the attack on the vault yeah that's right yes you're right sorry now i'm getting the lore mixed up um, sorry we have a couple shows running that's fine <laughs> uh so i i want to make sure the group knows that those gargoyles could descend on and attack us at any moment or i mean they could just be stone statues um uh, so maybe I actually think, not Pete. I'll, do we I'll, want it? Sorry, sorry, Tyler, you're going to say something. I was just going to say because the detect magic didn't really yield anything. I was just going to fire off an Eldritch blast. Well, I was actually going to say um, I, I uh, we can still do the detect magic. I just wanted to clarify that you couldn't like walk up and touch the gate. So Great. why don't we do okay, detect yeah, magic sorry. first? I, uh, I I misunderstood. No, no, no. It's all good. Describing it. All good. Thank um, you. Um, yeah, let's let's detect some magic. Let's okay, do it. Great. Um, so you kind of, uh, you know, your, your goatee gets a bit pointier as you, you reach out, uh, with, with, uh, your, your magic. Um, and yeah, you can definitely feel, um, the gate itself doesn't seem to be enchanted. Uh, those gargoyles could definitely come to life. Uh, that said, they don't seem to be active right now. So currently they're dormant, but... Based on the stories you just told of the murder and bloodshed that you experienced and witnessed, it is something to be worried about. Um, okay. Sorry, I, can I, can I just hear that one more time, Tom, that the, they appear to just be... Dormant. Dormant? Okay. Yeah. Um, they could animate. Uh, they are not... Like they're basically they're not lying in wait right now. Um, they could be activated, but they are currently inactive. Okay. So basically, they're not like I'm looking yeah. at you. They're right. just present. And they're not standing still. They're lying in wait. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how many are there? Six. Two. Uh, no, there are um, from what you can see six. Um, six. So there's the two massive statues, and then the wall That's kind of extends until it hits the um, uh, the sort of mountainous rock on either side. Um, and then there are kind of columns built into the side of the wall, atop which is uh, three on each side. Okay. Each of them are voiced by a different uh, delightful celebrity. Great. Okay. <laughs> a, a celebrity. Lying in wait. A dormant celebrity. A dormant celebrity, yes. Um, Kevin Hart sleeps somewhere. (laughs) Uh, I think when he'll just out loud say, um, I I don't know, I guess it's maybe my turn to to be the guy who stands out in the open and you guys cover me and back me up if uh, these gargoyles attack. Sound good? 
Not Pete, just like, um, uh, while, like still like looking at Quinny, just like puts on the rig of invisibility <laughs> and just yeah. disappears. Yeah. So Quinny's like, yes, not Pete. Alan? Yeah, I mean, I mean, should we try? I don't know. I mean, do you want us to walk back to the woods? No, no, like right here is fine. They're not doing anything while we're standing here. I'm assuming that if one of us gets closer or tries to open that gate, something's going to happen. I, Unless I mean, someone lets us in. Yeah, we can't. We're, we're standing at the edge of a chasm and the gate's on the other side. So, I mean, I can go back, but otherwise I'm just here with you. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Shall I just call to see if anyone... Okay. And Quinny will just, like, cup, <laughs> cup his mouth and be like, Hello? Yeah, Reginald will subtly step between, like, Alan and the gate a little bit, just to kind of be a bit of a human shield to Alan. Yep. Um, the hello uh, just seems to echo um, off the, uh, the the sort of wall on the far side. Uh, also, the, the chasm is a thousand foot drop, uh, if you were wondering. So not not a an insignificant uh, fall. Okay. That'd be fine. <laughs> Does the hello like echo and then we can hear it like bounce down the cavern and oh, yeah. like cool. <clears throat> yeah, Quinny's voice comes back up to him and it's just like fuck off. <laughs> You're out, of the, out of the chasm. It always happens. <laughs> fucking get it. So I can always be quiet and never hear that stupid echo. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Can you roll me a perception check, please, Quinny? <laughs> Nat 20. Whoa! <laughs> um, so Yay. the ground um, on this side, uh, kind of directly in front of the... Um, where the drawbridge would would land, uh, you can see it is it's well worn. Um, there are two sets of carriage tracks, uh, so two sort of uh, parallel wheels um, that uh, seem to almost be um, uh, worn into the ground. Um, so it's clear that a, a carriage passes through here regularly enough to to have kind of left that effect. Um, but you can also see kind of a um, a worn down spot um, on either side of the carriage wheels where it seems that someone stands quite frequently. Oh, okay. I'll go over to that spot and see if that perspective of standing there changes anything for me. Sure. Um, as uh, soon as you sort of step on uh, that spot... Um, it's it's a little bit like in VR where there's like, or in a 360 video where the stitching didn't work. As soon as you step on that spot, you can see that the drawbridge is actually down. Um, but it's, as soon as you kind of lean back, you get that awful double vision for a second and it's up. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to pick up some dirt Indiana mm. Jones style and just oh, I was about to say <laughs> into the chasm. Um, in, uh, so at, at the bridge where you yes, think the bridge yeah. is, um, yeah. it scatters across uh, the bridge. The, the for bridge those is of, down. For those of you who aren't standing there, uh, you see Quinny uh, throw a fistful of dirt and it just kind of scatters uh, in a straight line across uh, something that doesn't seem to be there. Well, this is the, all for show. The, the, yeah, the, the bridge is, it's an illusion. 
Michael. Uh, huh. Illusions, mate. <laughs> no, Pete just like claps a hand on Quinny's shoulder. It's like Jehovah begins with an eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quinny goes up to the lead, the lid, the ledge of the chasm, and is like the penitent man kneels before God. <laughs> Kneel and just rolls. <laughs> Only the penitent man will pass. Penitent, penitent. Um, yeah. When do you uh, get so- to the crystal skull, though? <laughs> <laughs> Quinny, I think, still carefully, Quinny will approach the chasm and like. Leaning his weight back, stick a toe out, trying to feel the surface of the invisible drawbridge. Um, yeah, so it, it's got that sickening feeling of vertigo that always happens when your your brain's trying to wrestle with an illusion like this. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you you feel um, a wooden board under under your foot um, that that would match kind of what you can see on the, the drawbridge. That said, um, you hear it creak. As you you put your weight on it, and uh, you're not entirely sure how safe this bridge is. It does seem to be down, um, but much like uh, you know the the state of the the gate, which is now that you can see kind of with the with the drawbridge down, um, it's a, a massive um, sort of uh, like iron gate, um, but uh, it's um, uh, it's up. Like the, the gate is is extended kind of up into the um uh up into the the top of the the sort of little cavern thing. Um and it's rusted shut. Like it seems like it's been kind of up forever. Uh and kind of surrounded by green moss. That's how it appears in the illusion that I'm seeing. Um, sorry. Uh to clarify, it was hard to see with the bridge up. Now that the mm. bridge is down, you can see the gate beyond is oh, clearly okay, just sorry. held open. Um, but uh, the fact that there's moss growing and that it's rusted syncs up with kind of the nature of this um, uh, uh, drawbridge as well. Because, like, it, this all seems to be kind of slightly ill-capped, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to grab just two big handfuls of dirt if I can. And anytime I'm unsure of my footing trying to cross this thing, I'm going to throw some some dirt down in front of me and see if it just drops or if I'm still kind of walking in the right direction. Smart. Okay. Smart. Real, very smart. Uh, and I'll say, uh, everybody grab <clears throat> grab some dirt. Uh, oh, I've got dirt. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see if we can cross this thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, Alan's totally comfortable crossing. Okay. And um, also because not Pete is invisible, it just looks like a pile of dirt, like floating. <laughs> I was say, Re- so Reginald will put a hand on Alan's shoulder and go, before you go, uh, and then he'll just like offer her an end of a rope that he has. And he's like, why don't you tie yourself around me? So if anything goes wrong, you'll be safe. I can pull you back up. And I just think, yeah, don't have to waste a spell slot. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Cool. So, um, can, I'll just do this on my end. Uh, so you begin to step out onto the bridge. Um, moment. Okay. Uh, you step out onto the bridge uh, and as, uh, you begin to walk, uh, you can feel the boards, um, sink a little bit under your, your feet as, as you walk, which, uh, as you know, on a bridge made of wood is not uh, a, a particularly Ooh, comforting not a welcome uh, sensation. sensation. Um, is it squishy? <laughs> it it is, um, and um, yeah, there's a sort of creaking and squishing 
Laura? Punky. That was the word I was looking for. Sorry. It's punky. Brewster? Not important. Um, You, uh, you're very kind of uh, uncomfortable as you make your way across. Um, But based on the roles I did sneakily over here behind my DM screen, um, you all pass successfully. Oh, Um, that's nice. So um, you make it to the other side. And um, looking back, you can see kind of a um, uh, a shimmering curtain um, of uh, of energy, um, just kind of along the the edge of the um, the chasm uh, that seems to be kind of the the edge of the illusion. Um, but uh, yeah, you you've crossed successfully. Uh, the gargoyles, um, though menacing, do not seem to move as you approach the gate. And um, with that, uh, you pass into uh, the town of Barovia. Cool. So, Once they're both across, Reginald will have like untied Alan from himself. There's no need for a walking rig. Yeah, well, I'm not, well, not, not going to be an Alan on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, an Alan on a leash. Uh, <laughs> great. Um, so, uh, welcome to Barovia. Uh, it's glum. <laughs> so um you find yourselves in like post-communist a, glum like what kind yeah of glum? yeah um post post-communist glum if it was like a uh, sort of a classic medieval town mm. um so less like brutalist concrete and more um like communist an alpine, farming village an alpine yeah like an alpine village you would find at like a theme park where they're like, it's the mountain place. Um, so, um, yeah, um, all the, uh, think a little bit like, um, I, I know I've used this metaphor in other shows, but um, a little bit like uh, a, a Tim Burton designed um, Dickensian London. So everything, all the buildings are um, just like a little, a little like, bent uh, a little dilapidated um everything is gray in sort of um uh that weird dumb lens that all the filmmakers are using right now where it's everything's like sort of a grayish blue um and um yeah as you enter the gates um you can see people kind of milling about um can all of you please roll me a perception check sure Tom, this is a weird mm-hmm. thing to note. Oh no, that's survival. I'm, I'm, they won't affect perception. Don't worry about it. Uh, four. No, three. The minus one. Shit. Sixteen. Eighteen. Um, nine. Okay. Um, so as you uh, begin to kind of make your way in, into the village, the uh, the mud uh, of the pathway um, begins to give way to um, sort of slick cobblestones underfoot, uh, and the uh, the mist is is present uh, here as well. It's more of a sort of a rolling fog, um, not Silent Hill levels, but just kind of uh, enough that um, things like um, back alleys and stuff. There's just kind of a drifting um, fog clinging clinging to them. Um, the air is very damp. Um, and, uh, a light rain continues to fall. Um, looking around from kind of where you're standing, um, you can see again, just kind of a, the pathway leads sort of into the town itself. Um, 
you can see Castle Ravenloft um, up sort of uh, atop a, a mountain looking down. Um, it's almost, despite the fact you can't really locate the sun right now, it almost seems like the entire town exists in the shadow of this massive castle. Um, and with your perception check, uh, Quinny, you notice um, that um, all everyone looks pretty... Uh, to Kat's point, like post-communist, uh, uh-oh, uh, USSR collapsed. Um, there's a lot of kind of um, weight to these people. Their shoulders are very tense. Um, there's a, There doesn't seem to be a lot of mirth. Um, but you notice almost immediately that um, there's a wide, there seems to be a very stark contrast um, between how people are dressed. A lot of people are dressed in um, sort of very gray, plain clothing. Um, but every so often you'll see, you know, an, an elf walk by and she's wearing um, a bright blue vest. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, uh, she's got like a, like a, a, a jeweled pin in her hair and seems to be just a little bit brighter uh, than the others. Um, you notice um, there's a, a pair of dwarves um, that are uh, sort of doing some, some light woodworking, um, make, seem to be making chairs um, and, uh, one of them is wearing, um, just kind of a, a, a nice dark purple, um, doublet, um, whereas the other one seems to just be in, in pure, pure gray. And you notice this kind of, um, as you, you scan the crowd, there do seem to be some people and it, it doesn't seem to be what, what you'd normally expect, which is like the nobles are wearing fancy clothes and the peasants are wearing peasant clothes. Is Everyone, it kind of like a Pleasantville thing? Like they really stand out the people and um, wearing Yeah. Color. Like. I would say uh, you're in the right ballpark, but if if you kind of dial everything about that to 50%, so it's not yeah. as stark a contrast where it's like, oh, holy okay. shit, you're in color and you're in black and white. But that's exactly the right way to be thinking about it. There are just some people Like no one's seen... making erotic paintings with Jeff Daniels. <laughs> I mean, like I am now in my head. Right. Um, but um, <laughs> that's a story for another night. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, you can definitely see there there is some kind of uh, of difference, but it doesn't seem to be by class. Okay. Um, that said, um, there definitely isn't, um, despite the fact that you're you're travelers who have just arrived in town. Uh, it's not like the record skips and the piano player stops and everyone in the bar turns to look at you. Um, it uh, they almost seem completely unfazed by your your presence. Everyone's just kind of going about their business and. Um, there doesn't seem to be much uh, excitement or um, uh, ritual or circumstance to your, to your arrival, if that makes any sense. So from where you're standing on the street, um, there are sort of a, a couple of things that, that stand out. Um, in the uh, distance, kind of tucked up against, um, slightly up the, the incline um, towards the kind of cliffs uh, that... Uh, so, again, Ravenloft is top of a cliff, long cliff down, um, there's sort of a slope. Uh, in the distance, up the slope a ways, you can see um, what looks to be a, a small kind of worn-down church. Um, in town, um, as you kind of make your way into uh, the, the sort of center of town, um, you can see um, a sign for a tavern. Um, although, much like everywhere else, there seems to be kind of a, a glum cloud over it. It's not you, – you can – like, you, you don't hear sounds of, like, revels. You just kind of see a sign for a tavern. Um, there seems to be a shop uh, called Buildrath's Mercantile uh, that the two dwarves are working outside of. 
Um, and Quinny and uh, Quinny, Reginald, and not Pete, can you please roll me a, a perception check? Okay. 17. 17? Ah. Cool. So, um, Quinny and um, not Pete, uh, you can also hear what sounds like um, the muted sound of um, a woman wailing. Uh, just, just like weeping in uh, a tremendous volume um, from uh, one of the houses nearby. The houses um, all seem to, again, there's just a sense looking at them that you actually can't tell which ones are inhabited and which ones are abandoned. Um, all of them have a similar slightly slanty shanty thing going on. Um, and uh, sort of looking through the windows, it just seems to be a pool of darkness past uh, the, the, the sill into any of these places. Uh, some of them are boarded up. Um, but uh, yeah, you also see a massive um, sort of three-story manor house um, that uh, someone has scrawled uh, seemingly in blood uh, across uh, the door frame. Um, uh, death house, do not enter. I mean, is I that where the wailing is coming from? <laughs> uh, sadly, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sure, great. No, not going to enter. Uh, I mean, let's clock that. Let's, uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. I'll, I'll make a note of Death House. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if anyone else here has ever been to like Hamilton, Ontario, but I'm getting some serious vibes. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, can I can I clearly tell which house this woman's if if you were to from? if you were to follow it yes um, yeah. it's uh it's a you know a couple it, it looks to be like a street over um but uh, yeah you could definitely follow um you notice uh again people just kind of coming and going about their business um a uh, a man walks by uh, the death house and there seem to be um, two children uh, standing outside. And one of them just says, please, mister, we need your help. There's a monster in our house. And he just like brushes past them and continues on his way. Huh. That is also concerning. Um, what what I ultimately want to do is like everyone, like you said, there doesn't appear to be any kind of real hum or buzz of mm-hmm. activity around here. I can hear this person wailing and crying. So surely these other citizens or people closer to the house must be able to hear it. I ultimately want to approach the house and then like just the closest person be like, Hey, don't you hear that? What's going on? And just okay. gesture to the house. So, um, you make your way, uh, sort of away from the death house, uh, and sort of around a corner, um, to, um, a, a street that looks very similar. Again, all these, these streets look vaguely the same. It's just poor set design. <laughs> yeah, it was a, clearly a very lazy game developer just hit like copy paste on a bunch of buildings. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you um, you find a uh, sort of a dark uh, two-story townhouse um, that uh, seems to have been uh, barricaded from the inside. So you can see boards over the windows, but from from inside. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, uh, you stop, um, a, uh, so you stop a, um, a, a sort of an orcish, uh, woman who's, who's walking by, um, Quinny and, uh, and ask her if she hears the cries. Uh, and, uh, she just nods and says, uh, yes, we've heard those for many nights and I suspect we'll hear them for many nights more. That poor woman. Um, and 
But if, just she, like if she's just brushes past away, and walks yeah. away, yeah. Like as she's walking, I'll just be like, why isn't anyone helping her? Tom, does Alan hear the cries? You do now that you're closer. Um, okay. The only reason I didn't have your role is I feel like given what Alan is thinking about and concerned about, I feel like she's not like on high alert for like things of that sort. Whereas for a guy who comes from a grim dark place, uh, hearing cries is kind of common. So I think his ear would be attuned to it. And Fair. Not he would be would... Uh, correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Tom, but yes, once, all... once you're within range, you can absolutely. Okay. Hear. Cool. I was going to say, with the evidence that's been presented, Reginald would be trying to put this together in his head, probably in the style of an investigation, kind of trying to map out what he thinks the problem is, um, because he does have a whole bunch of weird skills and knowledge in terms of undead fey and fiends if this is related should i test for that how do you want to play it out or should i just keep it uh, go ahead yeah go, go ahead and roll uh, if you want to roll like investigation if you want to roll arcana um just yeah tell me what kind of specific thing you're trying to piece together are you trying to um, draw a is it just a, a get a sense of what the fuck is happening is it a i want to are you trying to like connect the the dots between death house and this house what's I feel like it's half connect the dots, half figure out the crying lady. Like he's still okay, tracking yep. the environment, but he wants to know what they're going up against. If Quinny's going to send them into this environment as he quite apparently is. Uh, and I rolled a 25. Whoa. Um, okay. So based on what you've seen so far, um, again, coming from a, a relatively grim, dark, place yourself um the tone of this place uh doesn't seem to be uh what's the word i'm looking for here this doesn't seem like a unique instance if that makes any sense um looking around at like the indifference of people and particularly how the orcish woman kind of blew past quinny uh like you get this because this is actually what a lot of places in your world are like uh life under the black spider's horde isn't great for really anyone uh, and admittedly, life under the Alliance, also not really great in, in your future, uh, where there is only war. Um, so um, you get the sense that uh, whatever tragedy has befallen this woman and the general indifference is likely because tragedies seem to befall people here all the time. And it gets to a point where it there's no point in interrupting your day, if that tracks for you mm-hmm. um yep. with that same logic um it would be safe to assume that the death house has nothing to do with what's going on here this seems like a separate tragedy cool um so noting that not pete still wearing the ring of invisibility mm-hmm. um it's like not that anyone can see the facial expression but not pete is just sort of like Wow, yeah, this is this is quite awful. And then reaches out and takes like um like a jeweled hair piece from someone who's walking by who's kind of slightly fancier. This truly is an awful, awful place. I'm just gonna take that necklace real quick. Oh, I guess no one's noticing because so many terrible things happen. They don't even note or if they notice, they don't care that they're being robbed. I'm just yeah, those that looks nice. I'm gonna take that watch. But also um, there's just this feeling of like, yeah, no, this is really hard for them, but okay. I'll also say um that uh so you pocket a few of these things and you start mm-hmm. to realize that uh, none of them are worth very much. Uh like the hair piece was was definitely good, but like um or the hairpin rather, but like the the watch is is old and kind of plain and uh, weirdly, what seems to pass for tremendous wealth here 
is likely what you'd find in like an, a junky antique shop. Um, like the watches is like, a, it's not a Timex, it's like a Tlormex. Yes, like yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's clearly been worn for a really long time, but it's like, oh. That person probably needed this a <laughs> um, you, uh, you also notice that it it, uh, it has, it, it's clearly very well worn, uh, but it also seems to have stopped some time ago. Well, that's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you just pocket a metaphor and, um, yep, yep, uh, as I do. So, like, immediately the joy, just that tiny joy of just taking things that, like, tee is just like, oh, oh, <laughs> well, oh, like um, Reginald will just subtly lean aside to Alan and go, So, what do you think we should do next? Well. I think we need to find out everything we can about how to get in this castle and what's up there and anything, whatever the tome and the raven kind thing and the sun scythe. I, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're not talking to me. Sorry. My bad. That's a, you guys are having a private conversation. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that mind link <laughs> thing going on anymore. Tyler. <laughs> Frig. So, are, are you I'm not wasting another a level five spell slot to cast it again. Anyways. So, are, are you gonna are you gonna tell the king, or are we not allowed to give him? I'm not allowed to tell him what I think. So, None. up to you. Oh, okay. Then I will. Uh, Quinny, what's yeah. the uh, what's the game plan here? Uh, well, I'm thinking about. What uh, Jin Pai said in that um, nobody in the town was very helpful in helping him, you know, fight and find Strahd. I figured if maybe we did something for these people in exchange, they would maybe be more helpful. I just tried talking to this orc lady and she just totally brushed me off. So they're not really forthcoming with with information, just kind of as a cold contact. You know, I think we're going to have to win some folks over. Well, let me do a quick... A quick litmus test here, because what if, you know, maybe they just haven't I, I, heard I, I, a I'm jaunty... I'm sorry, can, can you become visible? This is really off-putting with just oh, a voice. Oh, sorry, sorry. Look. Yeah, you're um, right. Um, I uh, So, uh, not Pete, like, takes off the ring, um, and he was, like, facing away from everyone just because he could. Uh, <laughs> turns back around. Um, he was, like, way further away. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like I'm throwing my voice or anything. Just display, you know, it's weird. Man, these people have been eating, you know, the hardship soup of life for a long time, it feels like. You know, maybe they just haven't heard, like, a jaunty song in a while. Maybe this could be, like, a good litmus test to see, you know, kind of where they're at. You got a song in your heart there, not Pete? Oh, that's I always do. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, just being like the cool, being the cool bard that I am, I just sort of like look around and I'm like, see if there's any place that could be a stage. Um, and I guess there's like an overturned apple cart that has so much dust on it. Like clearly some, like their business was struggling so badly. Once the cart fell over, they just thought, what's the point in even picking it up again? Um, so not Pete climbs onto that and, uh, would I have any like kind of instruments on me? I mean, I mean, I'm a bard. I should, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what is not Pete's instrument of choice? Um, oh, how stupid do I want to get with this? 
is the main question. Yeah, ever so often it's just like, hello, child, here's a loaded gun. Use it responsibly. <laughs> and then, you know, you can't be mad when the result is the result. It's true. It's the church organ. Just opens the bag of holding for glamping. Whole church comes out. <laughs> she just puts on a phantom mask. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... um. Why can't I remember what they're called? You know, like those, uh, oh, it's like in, um, I think you should leave the, uh, on Netflix when, um, uh, the, Fred, the Fred Willard, Willard, yes, is play like whatever that is. The wacky piano. Yes. Why can't I think of what it's called? A hurdy-gurdy uh, comes A hurdy-gurdy machine, yes. Is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah, Okay. I think so. so. given that you weren't able to bring your bag of holding, yeah. uh, I, I'll I say. I guess I left that in the glamping tent. Well, I think though you probably have a shitty, uh, like traveling hurdy-gurdy, which is like um, it, it like unfolds and there's just a bunch of shit hanging off it. And it, it really it's it's like a tiny uh, think like an organ grinder size thing you can wear around your neck uh, and you kind of unfold the right. box. So and here's yeah, I like I take the string out, put it around my neck. So <laughs> like they like these sound like like come out, you yeah. know, it's whimsical. It's so whimsical mm. and it's colorful. Um, there's like a little mechanical monkey that I wind up, uh, and it starts like kind of like chattering away. Um, uh, part of it is also clearly a melodica. So like I get that into my mouth and start like, yes, you know, so I start playing around. I'm like, and like, and two, three, four, uh, like, uh quinny oh we use that song to torture fiends in my world <laughs> uh quinny uh given your your love of dance um are you able to resist uh moving to the sick beat would it help? Would it help lift the spirits of these people? I'm not so much concerned about the spirits of the people. I'm just curious about the spirit of Quinny. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Quinny would be would be up for that if it. Yeah, like he'd be like, he wants to, he, he would want to help. So if it's, I think in his head, it's like if I dance and it becomes about me, I'll stop dancing. But if my dancing with the music gets like a crowd of people together, gets people kind of clapping or like dancing themselves, then that's good. So I'll 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 dance until one of those two things happens. Okay, cool. Can you roll me a performance check, please? Oh, friend, Misa Farthole here to tell you about exciting Patreon. You know, only for twenty-five dollar month, you can send your own friend into Dum Dum's land. That's right, I call from hell to tell you you can help your friend. Want butthole not die? Oh, praise bubble. You for $25, pick NPC, design, send into Dum Dum's and Dragons, save butthole life. He need it, otherwise he die. What about King Quimby? He need friend too. $25, send friend to King Quimby. $25 a month and you get thank you from God. That's right, come down from best God ever. Say thank you at the end of every episode. You just have to go to patreon.com slash dama dama dice. That's right, a D-U-M-B, funny word, D-U-M-B, funny word, D-I-C-E, useful thing. Send friends to save my friends, please. Also, you get an ad-free feed or something.
Uh, I just 16. Kind of fold, I just fold my arms and I say, well, this is new. Um, you, uh, Laura, you feel a rhythmic tapping um, in your pocket and uh, you realize Billy Fingers is dancing along to the beat. Yeah, Billy, you can dance. That's uh, cool. So he, he like crawls up onto your shoulder and, and, and starts uh, dancing away. Uh, and then and then a rhythmic hooting uh, just comes from deep within my my cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and uh, as that's happening, not Pete just like points at the rhythmic hooting, like yeah, keep it up, little buddy. <laughs> um, great. So um, the uh, the majority of people, you get a few sidelong glances that aren't uh, annoyance, um, certainly aren't joy, but are just kind of a. Uh, the way commuters look at buskers uh, in Union Station during rush hour here in Toronto, which is just kind of like, yeah, cool. Why? Ne- what? Okay, you know what? I, I don't have time for this. Um, so there's a, a, a lot of that. Um, Quinny, uh, this is the first time you've danced publicly on your own, uh, Robin style. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh, I got the it, um, it, it. It's it's a little it's a little revealing and like obviously a, a little. Um, uh, you're making yourself very vulnerable by doing this. Yep, pretty embarrassing. Um, but it's also um, freeing to finally kind of do it in public rather than um, alone, which is nice. And um, Reginald, I think uh, the image of Quinny dancing, like admittedly not spectacularly, but very earnestly, um, does cast him in a bit of a different light for you. Um, because this isn't dictator behavior as you've understood it. Because like, uh, has even less respect for me now. <laughs> yeah, well, like the black spider would likely be like, everyone sit and watch while I dance, and then would like dance, whereas this legitimately does just seem to be an expression of of um, of who he is. Uh, so I think you just kind of file that away as, as an interesting oddity. Uh, I don't think dance is really a thing in your world unless it's uh, victory or intimidation. Some kind of yorkata. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you, you've likely seen a bunch of hakas, but you've never seen, like, uh, a dance that doesn't have warrior intent. I would agree with that, yeah. I think for the first bit, he wonders if he's having a seizure, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's just confused. You don't try to tackle me and put your wallet in my mouth or anything? Or? <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. He, he wasn't told to, so he would just stand there and let you seize. Just going to let this happen. Um... Quinny, um, you at first can kind of feel everyone's eyes on you, despite the fact no one's staring at you. Um, and then eventually you just kind of settle, settle into the groove. Um, and then as you kind of end uh, the dance, you think uh, you definitely feel eyes on you and you look around um, and, you know, obviously your friends are watching uh, little Richard and um, Billy Fingers were getting down uh, over with Alan, who's looking on impassively, but likely tapping a toe secretly inside her boot. Um, Angela from the office style. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but um, as you're, you just, you really feel an intense stare on you. And uh, as you kind of look around, um, you think you see um, a, a pair of, of gloved hands applauding um, in the upper floor of a, a nearby house. Um, but uh, when you blink, they seem to be gone. But the feeling of that stare kind of remains. All right. Uh, I think as the song winds down, Quinny kind of slows down as well and just kind of like the dance just kind of peters out, catches his breath for a second and just um, looks back. Is like, oh, 
doesn't seem to have worked that well. Uh, there was there was someone clapping. You know what? Um, I've done worse shows. <laughs> uh, uh, there is, however, uh, a man sort of striding across the. Um, um, he's, he's exited the tavern uh, and seems to be walking, um, kind of with purpose uh, towards you all. Oh, okay. Then I'll I'll wait for him to approach um, and see see what happens. Cool. Um, so uh, the man who approaches is clearly uh, a warrior of some sort. Uh, he's got um, a mace hanging from his uh, from his belt um, and wearing kind of uh, classic. Um, like well, the kind of outfit you put Hamlet in, so just like you know, um, uh, a black doublet. Um, he's wearing pants instead of tights because you know, Barovia. Um, <laughs> Am I right? Uh, he's kind of got uh, um, sort of uh, longish um, uh, blonde hair. Um, if he was an actor, like think like a, a young pre getting his face smashed in Mickey Rourke. Um, so kind of a, a squarish jaw, um, sort of a, a, a biggish nose that like a very solid looking guy. Um, and, uh, it seems to be in his kind of like late twenties. Um, and, uh, you notice that his, his eyes seem to be, um, red, uh, from crying and, um, he, uh, he approaches and, uh, he says, uh, <clears throat> um, well, well met, uh, strangers, um, I wanted to uh, come and express my thanks for that mournful song of grieving you played. It truly met my mood. The kazoo in particular really spoke deeply to me. It was my father's favorite instrument, and for a moment you brought him back to me. Quinn like, looks over his shoulder at... Ah, uh, that's the one. Uh, not Peter Baelish, and is kind of like, I-, I don't know if that's what we were going for, but I'm glad, I'm glad it made you, you know feel something you know because it's not about intent it's about uh you know how how the audience takes it so we're a results oriented yeah exactly performers absolutely Uh, so uh, you're welcome um he he kind of nods and then he he looks to reginald who's kind of standing out like a sore thumb in in full armor and says wait are, are you are you simply traveling musicians or or do you have some prowess of the arts marshal and he raises an eyebrow I can't uh, tell you anything because I've been ordered by the king to keep everything close to the vest. Only when you're lying. So it sounds like he's trying to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to tell the truth, king? I you make you're making this weird, dude. I just just if if you want to lie, you're better at it when you don't talk so much. All right, so I can be honest. Hi, we're here to kill Strahd von Zarevich. I'm Reginald Tingler from an alternate dimension. Can you help us kill the Vampire Lord or direct us to his secret items? Um, yeah, <laughs> what he says. <laughs> his his eyes light up, uh, but also he he does the like that. Don't don't don't. And he's like, um, we uh, it, it's it's not safe to speak here. Um, but yes, I need your help and it sounds like i can help you as well um but it is not safe here the walls have ears and then he looks to all the buildings like not literal ears but figurative ears the kind of ears that could hear talk of such plots um but if truly you do king quinn he's never been afraid 
This is our King Quinny. He's going to kill Strahd von Zarevich. He's not uh, afraid of anything. Reginald. Reginald? Yes? No more truth. Um, so do, do you have somewhere more secluded we can go to? Uh, yes. Uh, we uh, Follow me. Um, there's... We, we can talk safely in, at, uh, at my father's house. Um, we are preparing his body for burial, but um, it's uh, the safest place that, that I've yet found. Um, if you truly seek to destroy the devil, um, we sh- should speak there. There's a matter I need your assistance with. Uh, and he starts like lead. guiding you to the, uh, Great. Uh, yeah. the <clears throat> Burgomaster's mansion. Because oh. apparently Burgomaster <clears throat> is what we're going with for the person who runs this town. Burgomaster. It sounds like a thing George Foreman would sell that will just help beat the fat. <sighs> <laughs> Something Michael Scott can burn his foot in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so um, as you you go with him, um, you you yet again pass by the um, uh, the uh, house um, with the the weeping woman inside, uh, and you just hear her um, screaming uh, the word Gertrude uh, over and over again. Uh, Yikes! Hey, uh, hey, fellow, what's your name? Um, the people of this town uh, call me uh, Ismark the Lesser. Uh, Ismark will do, but if you want to be a cool kid or a mean girl. Like from the traveling play Mean Girls that was once performed here and never again. Uh, simply uh, Ismark the Lesser will do. I've lived long in my father's shadow, and now that he's gone, I suppose the Lesser will have to do. I, I'm not 100% clear on how you'd like to be called. Just call me Ismark. <laughs> That'd be great. Ismark? Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Ismark... What's the story with with that house, the woman crying inside? I gather it's been happening a lot and no one's doing anything about it? Um, Yeah, that happens a lot around here, as you you may have noticed. Um, Folks uh, living in the the shadow of the vampire have have lost a lot of their their drive and motivation to help. It's truly a pain in the ass. Um, That would be um, uh, a woman known as uh, Mad Mary, she uh well, that just seems rude and, and ableist yes uh that is a common thing here in uh in in this town uh she's only recently uh come under the affliction though her uh daughter who uh, none of us have ever met but she assures us he's very real gertrude um has uh, has gone missing um she always kept herself barricaded in there coming out only to to buy the necessary uh sundries uh before returning home but uh recently it would seem that uh her her daughter has gone missing and she seems truly um unconsolable so you have seen her since this horrible event occurred so is mark are we to understand that like these vampires are like taking people oh yes and everyone just continues to live here regardless uh Listen, I don't know if you passed through a bone field on your way here, but we are kind of short on options. Um, I have hope that it is merely uh, the village of Barovia um, living directly under the shadow of, of Ravenloft that, uh, that is, is so affected. I, I have hopes uh, that um, we might be able to find peace in um, uh, uh, Valakai, 
uh, a, a settlement deeper in the valley uh, that I, I hope is out of the, the reaches of, of Strahd. Um, but he is the master of these lands. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of an accepted fact here that that's going to happen. Mary thought she had a pretty good plan by just barricading her daughter in the attic. But um seems that uh, even the best laid, weird, vaguely abusive plans can go horribly awry. As it turns out, weird, vaguely abusive plans often go horribly awry. Yes, mm. truly. You know, sometimes it takes a few of them for you to figure that out. Because mm -hmm. you think, ah, oh, mm -hmm. this is the one that's going to work. And then, oh, surprise. You know. This is good to know. Uh, if I if I ever attempt to execute a vaguely abusive plan, I, I should prepare for failure. And yes. disappointment in myself for not being better. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Or potentially success. I mean, this might be the one that works. You don't know. Yes. Well, uh, re regardless, uh, people here do tend to um, go to extremes. Um, right. Speaking of extremes and vaguely abusive, what's up with the dead house and the children in front desperately asking strangers oh, for help? Yeah, yeah, do not do not help them. Um, they are uh, everyone who attempts it uh, disappears. Um, we're pretty, my, my father and, uh, my sister and I, uh, have spent many nights trying to sort out, uh, the solution to the death house. We've burned it twice. Um, but it rises again. Um, we, the, the children, we believe, uh, Rose and Thorn, their names are, are a manifestation of its will, not actual children. So good call, not helping them. Yikes. Yeah, this is not a good realm. Um, which is why I'm, I'm so desperate to, to uh, escape from here. Um, uh, Isabella, my, my sister and I, we, we stayed uh, as long as my father was alive, but the, the recent assaults on, on our house have become too much, as has, and he leans in quietly, he's like, his Strahd's interest in her. Um, we truly must get her away before uh, anything more horrible befalls her. What, why is your sister of interest? Ah, uh, um, and so he opens, he kind of leads you up to, um, the mansion as, as you're having this conversation. Um, <clears throat> the mansion is, uh, clearly a, a, a slightly nicer, uh, I mean, again, in very, very relative terms. Um, but, uh, it's a, it's a weary looking mansion. Like this place is, is, would have been very fine at one point, but, uh, has clearly seen better days, um, behind a sort of a, a rusting iron fence um, that is uh, twisted and torn uh, in several spots. Uh, so it looks like something has forced its way through um, quite a few times. Uh, the grounds um, are clearly uh, ill-kept. Um, there's kind of weeds and overgrowth everywhere. Um, and uh, as you approach uh, the building, um, you can see that uh, there are heavy claw marks um, in the uh, the walls. Uh, on the outside that seem to have stripped away sort of the paint and finery, as well as um, signs of, uh, of fire. Um, all the windows are barred and uh, planked up with wood, um, but uh, you can see various sort of um, blood stains on the outside uh, throughout. Um, is, so... Hmm? I was going to say, Ismark, what the hell happened here? Um, the Devil Strahd... Uh, is known for having a, uh, shall we say, wandering eye. Uh, he, he has uh, 
great uh, appetites, uh, both romantically and sexually, if, if the tales would be believed, oh, and is God. constantly in the, the search for a new mate. Um, we had hoped with the, the arrival of uh, Queen Streep that uh, perhaps his, uh, his interest would finally be satiated, but um, no, he is... He has come for my sister, and despite our best efforts, we were barely able to repel him. Merle Streep? Yes, Queen Streep. You know her? Yeah, we we know her. She's a real piece of work. Hmm. Yes, vampire queens tend to be that. Uh, uh, she's a vampire now? Now? I mean... I, I suppose, uh, yes, we, I encountered her, but briefly as she, she came through here, she seemed quite determined, uh, to find our Lord Strahd. Um. Is she still here? Uh, yes, she, she rules with him from Castle Ravenloft. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, she see, did. Yeah, just uh, like looking at everyone like, oh, she, holy shit, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, uh, holy fuck. <laughs> friend, uh, friend is Mark the Lesser, my powerful, talented, cunning, uh, associate here, Alan's uh, sister was kidnapped by Strahd and this queen. We need to bring her back. Have you heard anything about Bryn or multiple Bryns? Uh, the name is not familiar. If if she didn't come through Barovia, then uh, we likely don't. In fact, I only know of of Queen Streep's uh, mortal time because she arrived in our town much like you did, although she did not put on nearly as interesting a performance of morning songs and dances. Um, but, uh, no, uh, uh, Strahd is, is known to, um, abduct people far and wide. Um, so I guess in modern terms, it's kind of like saying, Hey, the bank, do you know about this one coin? And the answer is no, there are many coins. You're right. That that clears everything up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't I'm is something Mark the Lesser. I'm... Metaphors are not my game. <laughs> See why this isn't something I want to say, but it's something I have to say. This is our uh, the violent, murderous assassin king, Quiddy. Uh, and he set rules for the band that undoubtedly apply to you as not a member of this band. If you allow any of us to die, he will kill you. And he has no interest in your thoughts or feedback. If you were a coward, shut up about it. I know, harsh, but those are the rules he's applying to everyone, as clearly laid out. I'm being honest. Hmm. Sounds like three truths, no lie. A game we commonly play here in Barovia. (laughs) Well, it was just two that he mentioned, but anyway. (laughs) We can't count here. Strahd is scary. (laughs) Please, follow me. Um, So he he opens the door, and uh, you enter uh, the mansion. Um... Uh, do you, sorry, can you guys roll me perception checks as you come in? Just if, if you think your character would be kind of observing the damage and kind of the grounds to the house as you, you approach. Uh, yeah. 20 would. Y'all, like when you mentioned. I, I figured like most a, of you would. Uh, Helen's, but. Helen's gathered info. Great. Yeah, I got a seven. Hmm. I'm good at investigation, but not perception. Let's see. Dirty 20. Seven. Oh, six. I have a six. Okay. 23. Um. These great rolls are going to get used on perception, and as soon as I need to oh, yeah, someone, you're going to burn them all down. You just got to you got to throw out that dice before we get to combat. Yeah. Um, so, looking around uh, the exterior of the mansion, um, uh, Alan and Quinny, um, 
Quinny, uh, you see a lot of actually both of, uh, both of you to recognize this. Um, you see uh, do, uh, like wolf prints, um, similar to Goblin Juniors, but much larger. Hmm. Um, as well, um, you can feel the the sort of um, lingering effects uh, of of defensive enchantments um, that uh, seem to have. Uh, just like it, it's the the afterglow of of enchantments. There there doesn't seem to be okay. um, any left. Um, you can also see a number of um, bear footprints, like not like raw bear, but like someone not wearing boots. So um, oh. barefoot footprints. Um, as amongst the big sort of uh, massive slashes, um, you also see what look like um, fingernail like drags, like human sized hand claw marks, uh, as well. And, um, Alan, I think you find part of a jawbone. Hey, Tom, Mm. does Alan know anything about werewolves? Um, go ahead and roll me an arcana check, please. Cool. Dirty 20. Whoa, yes, nice. she does. Um, in your studies during the uh, the war with um, the uh, Unseen Hand, um, I think you you looked into this a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, you you know the basics. Um, from what you can tell from this, you're not certain whether this indicates that humanoid things attack the building and then turn into werewolves, or yeah. if it was a mix of wolves and creatures on the ground but right. um yeah this this definitely reeks of 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 werewolf of possible werewolf or just possible giant wolf well i'm like who the hell is walking around barefoot it's a very good question uh donkey jr is very concerned about the the presence of wolf marks and he Aww. just kind of um uh, like uh kind of like nudges up against reginald's leg in kind of a looking for safety way yeah, Reginald will pat him. They're old friends. They're in this together. Um, cool. So um, with that, um, the, the four of you enter the mansion. Um, so inside the mansion, uh, it's it's clearly one of those places that is um, like set up for company, but has clearly not seen any in a while. Uh, so there's like, you know, n- nice plateware and stuff out and like there's a tea set and everything else but there's just a thin layer of dust o- over almost all of it um and uh in the uh, as you make your way kind of through um ismark explains uh the um uh the devil strad began uh coming for isabella uh about a week ago um the began by just sneaking in. I'm not sure how he made it in. Um, the, the the rumors are that they must be invited, uh, but the vampire's abilities to control the minds of, of those he affects are, are high. Um, Isabella woke up with, with few memories of, of the night before, aside from blazingly hungry red eyes. Um, with that, uh, with her help, we, we set up some enchantments around the building, but... Um, the assaults in- intensified over the next few days, enough so that uh, our dear father uh, had a heart attack. Um, and uh, he he now must be laid to rest. But my hope is that we can get Isabella away from here beyond Strahd's reach. 
before uh, she too succumbs to to his his dark influence. She's uh, a, a, a a mighty warrior in her own right, and I also. Though I fear for my sister, I also fear what having yet another powerful warrior on his side will do. Um, and with that, you're led into a room um, where there is a, a, a woman, um, uh, think a um, uh, Zoe Saldana type, um, with uh, sort of like um, fiery red hair um, pulled back and away from her neck. Um, and she's examining two bite marks Um that are, are very clearly uh, present on her throat. Um, she's dressed in sort of light armor. Um, it's, uh, I think, what you'd expect from kind of almost a town watch, uh, just because there's no reason to, like, wear fucking full plate all the time. Um, she's got a uh, sword on her hip, and, um, yeah, she's uh, she's staring very kind of hauntedly uh, into the mirror, um, and, uh, she's just kind of muttering under her breath, like, um, you come for me again, you son of a bitch. We'll see what's what. Uh, and then she notices you guys in the mirror and she t- sort of turns and says, oh, uh, my apologies. Uh, I was lost to myself. Uh, Ismark, who are these people? Uh, hi, um, Quinny Brown Barrel. Um, this is, uh, Alan Reginald Tingler from another dimension. Hello. Uh, and, uh. Not Peter Baelish. Hello, that's me. Hi. So who is Peter Baelish? Well, you know, it's funny being born with a name. It's really only about being in relation to someone else. Why, if I get started on this topic, I could be here for hours <laughs> and... upon hours. Frankly, eight seasons worth of time. <laughs> she, uh, she walks over to you and puts a, a hand on your shoulder and says, I actually know this feeling more than you would think. I'm pretty sure my father named me Isabella because he was going to say Ismark, but had already used that on my brother and kind of just got <laughs> stuck. So I feel you, not Peter Baelish. Um, it is a pleasure Pete's, to know you. Not Pete's goatee kind of like twitches as if it's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've missed I've missed the, the, the beard reactions. <laughs> it just goes like, well, <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know. My first name is basically the first four letters of my last name. So talk about originality. Also a problem. Yes. Yes, truly. Um, so, uh, yes, they explain that um, Isabella has been visited twice by Strahd. Um, they, they've reinforced the house with sort of holy icons. Um, Queenie and Alan, can you roll me a perception check, please? Oof. That one. Aya. <laughs> you uh, take 17. out your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't mind me. Nothing to see ever again. Um, Quinny, um, you see um, a um, an unfamiliar um, sort of holy icon uh, etched in, into the walls. Um, it uh, it seems to be um, a um, sort of a rounded. Um, this is dumb because it's going to sound like your Jossie logo from our other show, but I swear it's not. Um, you see uh, what almost looks like um, like a USSR sickle, um, but um, it has uh, 
almost uh, even though they're they're sort of crudely etched into the wall, um, sort of like uh, brilliant, um, sort of almost sunbeam lights coming off in in almost um, like if you think about the iconography that uh, Christianity occasionally uses, where it's like here's like the heart with the thorns and stuff, and there's like blam, like rays of sun coming out of it. Um, but, uh, weirdly it looks kind of cheap and a little bit dumb and it just, it, it reminds you of, of the first time butthole tried to explain what the Moonhammer logo was. Um, and, uh, even though this is clearly not that it, it just, it, it tickles you in the right way. Um, because, you know, you've seen a lot of ostentatious religion and it's kind of nice to see something sort of dumb. Right. Yeah. Uh, Quinny will gesture to that and and just kind of out loud just say sun scythe just as a question uh yes the morning lord right um look hey uh ismark you talked about the walls having ears and stuff like that are we uh are we cool to chat here or he uh he nods and says um uh, my father used the, the last of, of his, he, he was never a particularly strong enchanter, but um, he funneled what magical energy he had into creating uh, the marks of protection uh, around this building. And it, it man- it's managed to keep the monsters at bay for several evenings now. I do worry that the, the powers are beginning to falter, but uh, his his faith in Sunscythe was, was endless. The Morning Lord uh, has protected us till now. Uh, this is a, a truly dark um, realm, but um, there is those of us who who hope for for something better um, do so in the name of of the Morning Lord. Okay, we've got it on pretty good authority that that's one of the required items for truly defeating Strad von Zarovich. Uh, and, and, uh, Isabella, turn, like, Ismark's kind of like, eh, yeah, I mean, we've kind of heard, and, like, Isabella just, like, straight arms him out of the way, and just like, yes, uh, I've heard that in, in, uh, in my readings as well, um, it, it is a, a holy weapon, um, that, uh, most believe is, is allegorical, but, um, I believe is, is real. Yeah, um, we, uh, I mean, we don't have a ton of info to go off of, uh, actually, if you wouldn't mind, I perhaps my friend could inspect it just to be doubly well, sure. Uh, sorry, the the icon. They don't have the weapon. I know, I know. To oh. to like like look at the icon and get basically like uh, not Pete who kind of named these objects and, mm-hmm. and and has the book on it to like make sure that everyone's lore is is right and stuff like that. And sure. I think this is where I could, uh, not P, could pull out those cards. I feel like those cards I was cards about to say, yes, 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 indeed they yes, could. Yes, yes, um, Fantastic. Uh, okay, so um, one moment as I just pull up the card information. Um, but yes, sure enough, not Pete, your hand kind of slides into your pocket and you can feel um, the deck is almost um, trembling with, uh, with anticipation. Um, Ooh, settle down, partners. <laughs> I'm kidding. You do you. Uh, so you draw uh, the Taroka deck, and immediately um, Isabella's eyes uh, light up, uh, and she just says, "The Taroka deck. Those are those are incredibly rare, uh, but should be able to point us in in the right direction." Um, Ismark, meanwhile, is explaining his his rough plan that he and Isabella have come to, which is to um, basically get her uh, to the um, uh, Valakai 
um, which again is uh, a settlement um, much further away from from Ravenloft. Both of them, neither of them, uh, are under any illusion that this is like the thing that will will save her. But they right. both know that this mansion is is pretty much burnt, and um, they think just getting a little bit further away from the castle might give might give them a chance to kind of figure out a next step. Um, okay, so not Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, can you please go ahead and roll me an Arcana check? Yes. Yes, I can. Ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not great. Um, oh, I'll... my butterfingers, not Pete says as he spills the cards <laughs> as they come out. <laughs> Okay, so um, playing too much hurdy gurdy in the streets. <laughs> oh, I just I should have warmed up, and I didn't. I was so excited, you know, to lift the people's spirits or to mourn their dead. Not Pete says, <laughs> like giving a weird kind of like sideways look and a nod to is Mark the lesser. Yeah. Um, so the let me see here. Uh, 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 uh. So. Um, both Isabella and Ismark admit to not uh, necessarily being able to interpret these cards. Um, they know there are people sort of throughout the realm who uh, are better at reading them, um, but they will offer what insight they can. Um, the first uh, card you draw, um, Isabella says, is um, uh, a card uh, of history, um, of uh, knowledge generally speaking, of um, sort of ancient wills and powers uh, often used to better understand one's own future or one's enemies. Uh, And the card you draw is... Sorry, this is going to be a lot of me looking things up Hmm. for like two minutes. Yeah, no worries. Um, The... Where are you? Um, yes, uh, so you draw, um, the, uh, Master of Stars, uh, and it is a, uh, a wizard card. Uh, let me just grab the image here. Da, 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 da. Um, I'm a wizard. And baby, I'm a star. (laughs) Uh, So uh, you um, pull a card uh, featuring a a very, like, classically wizened, uh, uh, like, Gandalf esque motherfucker. um, I look over Nat Pete's shoulder and just say, stereotype. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You notice, though, that um, there uh, there seems to be kind of a dark uh, smudge. Um, that uh, you've never noticed before, um, uh, kind of like across the wizard's eyes. So like um, almost as though they've been crossed out um, in a single stroke. Um, and uh, Isabel says, that's that's strange. That I don't think that's supposed to be there. Um, the second card you draw is... Um, <laughs> It's just full of dead air, is what that uh, card is. That's the Joker card. Sorry, I didn't shuffle these very well. (laughs) Oh, no, it's the rules card. Yeah. This is for 
well, this is a for bridge. I don't <laughs> I should read this. I don't I don't know how to play play it's the bridge. quick. It's just the quick play rules. Yeah, yeah. there are there are three uh, three wheat cards that just somehow made it uh, across the decks. Um, God damn it! This is yep. That's one wheat. That's that's another wheat card. Ooh, I look. I, I look like over to Reginald during this time. I'm just like wondering what he's doing. He's been quiet for a very long time. Reginald's just standing, leaning against a wall, looking out the window. He's having actively nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even want to see what the cards are saying. Like he's like trying to look away. Uh, he's he is so nonchalant that it is like performatively don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, I am so sorry. I can't find, there are like pages and pages of cool card things and hints to give you. And I can't fucking find the one I need. Oh no. That's right. We can fart around while you keep looking. That would be it's the fart card, Tom. Yeah. What secrets does it tell? The card he just says, the oh, it's, it's a blank card. And yeah. the meaning is. No, the, the problem isn't inventing names for cards. It's that they each have a mysterious clue that will help you on the adventure. And I can't make those up because that'll just give it away. So. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, this, this one guy, this is just straight up a Rorschach blood test. Um, I, what I currently see in it is, um. Uh, it looks like um, a family, but like one member of the family is just like way off to the side. Like everyone else belongs together, but this one person, um, like who wants so so badly to be a part of the family, I have to put that one down right now. Quinny doesn't uh, get it. He's like in his head. He's like, oh my god, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he pulled my card. <laughs> Yeah, Reginald just thinks uh, not Peter Baelish is trying to rub in the fact that the rest of the team gels really well and that like not Pete's so welcome and he's just not in any way, shape or form. And I'm literally thinking like, God, what are we doing here? Am I going to leave these people at some point? Us or is is Mark and Isabel? Or is that not for us to know? Okay. All right, I'm done with this fucking book. Um, so um, you, uh, the second card um, that you draw is... After the Rorschach that everyone took as their own Rorschach, thus creating some kind of uber Rorschach. Yes, the Urshack, if you will. Um, I will. So um, the second card, uh, after you, you, you kind of cycle through a bunch of garbage cards that you don't want, um, uh, Isabella explains, uh, tells of a powerful force for good and protection, uh, a holy symbol of great hope. Um, and, uh, you draw, um, a card with the watchman smiley face on it. Um, and, um, it, uh, it just says, uh, um, uh, yes. Um, look, f- uh, oh, shit. Uh, Look for this. Oh, it in the, says all of this. It Everything, says all of this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look for this behind the fake smiles. Fake smiles. Okay. Um, the uh, third card uh, is a card of power and strength. It tells of a, a weapon of of great vengeance, um, and. Um, 
This one has um, just a uh, a skull, uh, a picture of a skull, um, and uh, it it speaks of um, being in. Uh, yes, uh, the card says as, as kind of Isabella passes her hand over it. Um, she says, uh, "I see a dead village drowned by a river, ruled by one who has brought great evil into the world." And she's like, fuck, okay, that's not a great one. That's not a great one for us. Um, yeah, can we treat that like, you know, one of the wheat cards or the Rorschach card and be like, we don't want that? Sure, like, sure. We don't want card. that as yeah, part yeah, of yeah. our premonition. Like a quick rules bridge card. Yeah, agreed. Let's draw another one. Uh, and you draw another one and it's the skull. And you draw another one and it's the skull. And you draw another one and it's the skull. And, and when he just leans into the deck, just the pile of cards itself, and he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and then of course when you lift up any of the skulls the card underneath is something completely different um and then um the final card uh to be drawn is um uh, da, 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 da. uh you pull a card that just has like a cartoonishly bad vampire on it with fangs um and like a like the fucking vampire emoji um and uh she says uh, yes this is this is the card of the enemy I've got to assume from the vampire. Um, it says, uh, the enemy is a creature of darkness whose powers are beyond mortality. Yeah, fucking, yes, we get that. Okay, thanks. What Seems else you got? Pretty obvious, Card. yeah, for, um, like, you know, a mysterious deck. I mean, that's pretty on the nose. And um, she uh, pulls a, a second card in order to kind of determine the location. And um, she says, uh, he he must be faced where he cannot leave. Syntactically, these cards are no good, uh, but um, that would probably refer to likely his um, coffin or his tomb. Um, so she says, now, obviously, all of this is a bit vague. If we find someone who can actually interpret these cards correctly, um, we might be able to get more more information. But um, there's there's no one like that here. If there were, Strahd would have killed them some time ago. Uh, he is seemingly everywhere. That is something you should know. He is all over the place all the time. So you kind of have to constantly be vigilant. Um, so they're ready to go. The one catch is um, they want to make sure that their their father is properly buried uh, before they do, only because things that aren't properly buried tend not to stay that way. Around right, they, they come back, you mm, know, mm-hmm. undead and all that. Yeah. And given the amount of, of power he had uh, in life, I, I fear what he might be able to do in death. Um, so they take you into kind of a side room where uh, the Burgomaster is uh, laid out in a, a handmade coffin that um, is Mark and Isabella made together. Um, and uh, she just kind of like rests a, a hand atop it and says, um, you know, he, uh, I, I don't remember much of my, my early life, but um, he, he took me in when I, I had no one. And uh, for that, I, I will always be grateful. Uh, we um, need to give him not, a proper send off. Not Pete just like, quietly nods and um slowly starts like unpacking the hurdy gurdy again <laughs> remembering that these people take it as like uh proper respect and uh mourning music uh her eyes grow wide and she says oh, you have a griefotron yes and his mark is like <laughs> she play he plays beautifully uh, and uh with that uh you begin to hurdy gurdy uh over over play the body gurdy dirgy Oh, Jesus Christ. 10 points to Gryffindor. 
Um, Can I give you a point of inspiration? <laughs> yes, I, I will 100% allow that. Um, yeah. and so uh, you begin to play um, a morning tune and they all kind of respectfully listen on. Um, uh, however, night is coming. So uh, best to get him in the ground before uh, Strahd renews his assault. Cool. So I play it pretty quickly to like spur them on. Yep. So like... And with that, you sort of hoist the coffin and begin to make your way towards the chapel to bring the Burgomaster to his final rest. To the sounds of a hurdy-gurdy dirgy. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Louis, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise, as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher, as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the, into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, Sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire! We're gonna be on fire, baby! And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. The choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.